Blog Talk Radio. This pot smells delicious, and it's the base for our ultimate beef stew. Beef stew. Now we're talking about beef stew. Beef stew. Try this beef stew. Try this beef stew. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to Beef Stew Radio. I am your host, DJ Big Stu, you know how I do it. We're in the building. We got a little technical difficulties. We got everything. I got my dogs in the building and everything. But today is, is a great show. I'm getting ready to call one of the legendary rappers up. Um, my man, legendary rapper, legendary b-boy, legendary. He's He's been doing mad things. He's a legend. His name is Ski Jump. Um, we're going to try to get him on the line. We're trying to do this right now. Right now, you people are being privileged to something that's like, um, how can I say, uh, something that's special. So we're going to call Ski Jump right now. All right, so let's do that, man. Let's let's call a brother. Um, for one, I, I want you uh, guys to follow me at um, Beef Stew Radio 110. You know what I'm saying? And um, also follow me at, um, that's on Instagram. And also follow me on um, on, um, on, um, on Twitter. I'm sorry, I'm trying to dial a number, y'all, because I want to get this interview going. You know what I'm saying? So we're going we gonna to do that. We're dialing it up. We're calling the homie. We're dialing up. We're trying to get Ski Jump on the line. All right, so let's do it. Once again, um, once again, this is what we're doing. So let's, let's, we're trying to get the homie Ski Jump on the line. Line's a little busy. Right now, so let's do that. All right, so once again, it's Beef Stew Radio. DJ Big Stew. I know some of y'all are saying, "What is, what is Big Stew doing?" I'm trying to call the homie because what we're doing, um, we're doing this 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 documentary called the Unsung, the um, Uncelebrated Pioneer. All right, and I got my man Ski Jump, who's one of the legends. You know what I'm saying? Who's definitely a legend in this game. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely a legend in this game. And uh, we're trying to get him on the line so he, he could tell us some of the things that happened back then. You know what I'm saying? Some of the things that was going on. So that's what we're trying to do. But other than that, we're going to play some more G's till we get the homie on the line. All right? Let's do it. More G's. Yeah, I know. I'm having a dream. I see all the shit that I want. Need diamonds better than a pawn. Pink diamonds ready for my arms. I do the shit that you're scared to. Half of the time I don't plan to. But this shit was long overdue. I wait for nobody what you gon' do. I used to hit walk on my own block. But you just trapped in the same spot. When I know nobody in a tight spot. Cause I was tempted to hit the block. Doesn't no call and I'm qualified. So wasting time I'm occupied. Working on cursing the shit. Then my song be modified. She really think we in competition. If that's the case, she was qualified. You're not fucking with me. You can never fuck with me. Since I'm from New York. Hollin' where you won't see me. If he falls, they gon' beat him. Got the job, we gon' meet him. And that river, we gon' leave him. Demons feel me, ain't gon' see him. Don't know why you feelin' bad. Run that snake on his ass. Don't they get you hella mad? I was claiming he chasing the bag. He must not be running that fast. Back doing circles on his ass. He cannot completely ties. He was messing up the pack. Yeah, I'd rather you be real. It's only for all that cap. Lot of me, you a lame. Yeah, we know you speak facts. Real niggas keep a stack. And you ain't never been real. There's a corn boy in your pocket sack. Stay showing us the same sack. When you gon' feel yeah, yeah, we're going to jump right to it. We got the legend in the building. Ski Jump, that's you, brother. 
Hey, what's going on, Kev? What's good, man? Welcome to the show, man. We sorry for yesterday, man. We appreciate you that you're here, man. But we definitely want to do this two-part series with you today and tomorrow, man. At least get 30 minutes with you, man, because we definitely need you for this um this project we're trying to tell you because you are a legend. Well, I appreciate that, brother. Now, yeah. first, the first thing I want you to do is um let the people know where you're calling from and um how you got into b-boying. Well, um, I'm down here in um, Fayetteville, North Carolina right now. I've been there for about 30 years, mm. you know, after I left Harlem. Um, but, um, yeah, I got into B-Boying um, back in, I guess, it was 73, no, no, yeah, 74, somewhere like that. And I was in Junior Richmond High School, you know, just learning how to how to get into the groove. Going back and forth, you know, from Manhattan to the Bronx, up in Harlem, and you know, and I saw my older brother and his, and his crew. You know, they they were them, um, I guess what's called up rock b boys. You know, and they were pretty smooth. And you know, and I, you know, I kind of took took a groove to it, and um, decided you know that I wanted to um research it a little bit more and learn how to do it because. You know, all the ladies were flocking to them. All the fellas thought they were the coolest. You know, I wanted to be a part of it. You know, cause I used to um be um part of um a, a little crew. We used to um do the hustle back then. You know, during the disco era. You know, in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And um, I was pretty good at that. I had a few guys that um that I rolled with. We used to um do that. You know, we did a couple TV little shows and stuff. Disco City on Wonderama and stuff like that, but um, B-Boying just caught my attention a little bit more because it had a little more, took a little more skill to it, you know. So got together with a brother named um, E-Man um, from um, the Magnificent Seven Crew, and um, all of you know, all of us went to high, Junior Richmond High School together. Me, Ray Vaughn, Johnny Wall, you know, and Spivey, Don, Master Don. I mean, it was it was a whole cast of us. Master yeah, D was the one Damn. I mean, Julia Richmond put out a lot of y'all hip hop artists. You know, whether people know it or not, Master D from Houdini. You know, I, I introduced him to the game. You know, because he's come to my mom's crib. You know, I, I was the guy around the block with the you know the turntable, the little small system, but we did a lot of after school parties and stuff like that. And um. That's when we would start, you know, getting our little dance on. You know, you had um, crews called the Crusaders that went to um, Julia Richmond, you know, ex-brother-in-law of mine named Rock and his brother Smoke. Mm-hmm. And um, we were getting there, man, and everything turned into little battles, you know what I'm saying, whoever hung out with who. And um, from there I started going to different parties because, you know, I hung out with – um. A lot of the Bronx fellas, um, Grandmaster Flash's crew, you know, the Cats and Overs, all them, all them kind of guys. And they went all over the Bronx, and they were b-boying against other crews. You know, and, and the further in the Bronx I went, the the, the deeper the, the battles got. And then I would come back to Manhattan and then Harlem and um, do my thing there, you know. And every every time you look around, so we, we, we got together and we put a crew together called the Floor Lords. Okay. And um we had a pretty nice little crew in East Harlem. And um several we had a little glitch in the in the game where 
it was a, a gang who had a name similar to it, you know, and they started affiliating us thinking we were a gang, but we weren't. We were just dancers. And um, so we had to wind up changing the name to the Floor Masters. We were the original Floor Masters um, back in, me and E-Man put that group together back in, I guess, 75, somewhere around there. Wow. And we wound up with a, a younger group called the Floor Master Tots. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all the all the younger brothers, Latino and black, you know, that wanted to be Floor Masters as they got older. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like a little junior crew. But, oh, hey, but they, they were just as good as we were. Even though we were older, you know, my boy Johnny Zip, um, Donald D, my cousin Dice. There was a whole lot of them little young guys, man, and that were awesome. You know, so, you know, they had their own little respect, you know. And um, it, it just got to the point where I just, I just wanted to be part of the scene. And then I got into MCN and formed me a crew called um, the Rock City 4 MCs. And then we, we changed some of the members and wanted the Gangster 5 MCs. You know, yeah. You you know for like you know some people credit you for being the first brother to spin on his head, bro. Is that the fact? Yeah, I was. I was. That's you know, because what made you do that? Like, what made you think of that move to do that? That's like a signature move now. Yeah, because I used to have this other move. You know, you know, everybody had their little signature little thing they did when they when they finished their finished their little um set and um. A couple times, um, I had this one move where I um, had my hands on the ground. Matter of fact, they used a silhouette in a lot of posters and stuff where the guy looked like he's leaning on his neck with his hands um, on the ground and his feet dangling in the air, both feet. And I, you know, I, I named that after my mentor, Charlie Rock. You know, B-Boy Charlie Rock, and um, I called it the Charlie Rock Freeze. And, um... One or two times, you know, I went to go do that move, and I banged my head on the ground, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, back then, we didn't use, we didn't use cardboard and linoleum. Exactly. You know, it was all concrete and blacktop. You know, it was all concrete and blacktop, and we didn't use no scully caps or none of that. We, would, we just went at it. And um, when I went down there to do the move one time, I wound up on the top of the head, so I just took it, and I, I just... I just did it, and, um, you know, you, we didn't go around multiple times. Other than that, you wouldn't have no hair on the top of your head, you know, because we did it on blacktop. Yeah. And um, I went around once, maybe one and a half to two times, and came down with it, man, and the crowd went crazy. Mm. And um, I started doing it every every time I got into a little little battle. You know, people were looking forward to seeing me do it. You know that the leg sweeps. You know, I mean, we had we had a whole bunch of signature moves. Yeah, you see cats do it now. Now you were like really known to be really stylish too, like really fresh. Like, what was that? About? You was like one of the freshest b boys in the game. Oh yeah, man. Like I said, my 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 older brother, um, Pinkers, um, him and him and him and his crew. You know, there was a bunch of guys that lived around the way, Vincent and. Um, George Marlin and all of them, my cousin them, and um, them them boys they they stay fly. 
Ray Bonaparte. It was a whole bunch of them boys, and they stayed fly. And, you know, those are guys you know, you always look up to. Uh-huh. You know, because my mom couldn't afford much for me, so the fellas would look out for me and, and, and get me some gear, you know, because I was always I was always that little guy trying to hang around with, with, the, with the older fellas, you know, and learning what they do. You know, because they got all, like I said, they got all the girls, they got all the guys that, you know, they were, the, you know, the coolers. Who was one of your, the most famous battles you remember? Who you battled that make that you remember? Who's that? Um, the biggest battle would probably be on the guys I went to high school with, um, the Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Um, then we would go in the Bronx, you know, Charlie Rock and um, Big Sundance. All oh, them boys used to come down. We go to the Renaissance Ballroom and the Audubon Ballroom, and we wind up with the biggest battles. Now, you know, when we get they, out there, what you think about Rocksteady though? Like, was they out back then? They wasn't. Was they wasn't even there then, or were they out back then? Was y'all back? No, Rock, Rocksteady. Rocksteady wasn't out back then. Mm. They came. They came a few years later. Okay. And all, all due respect to them guys. Them guys. Them guys were nasty. Mm. You know. But um, guys like them, and then I looked online trying to see if they had any, any um, information about my crew online, and I see a bunch of Latino boys in the 80s claiming that they were the um, floor masters. But, yeah, we were doing it in 75, 76, you know, whenever we go to parties, you know. And I'm wondering how did that happen, you now, know. sometimes – some people say, like, back, excuse my dogs in the back of my house, but sometimes some people say um, back in the days, bro, like, when y'all first was b-boying, it was it was a beef sometimes, too. It wasn't always just like like you see now, hey, let's dance, like, step it up. It was crews that was actually getting ready for in your day, and would they end up, yeah, and, all right? And that's true. That's very true, because a lot of us didn't get, really didn't get along, so instead of, you know, us actually going to blows and fist fighting and getting into that heavy duty beef. You know, we would settle it on the floor. You know, and then the the the, the battles just got so so intense. So you know, they wound up back into a beef. Wow. And a lot of yeah. people don't know that. You know, they don't know that. They think that they see like they think y'all cats used to just go by the train station and set up your b boy stuff and put a cardboard down. That's why I wanted to get you, see, because you official. You know, it wasn't like that. Yeah, and it and it was it was no cardboard, no cardboard, no linoleum, none of that stuff like that. And sometimes, like you go to places and you battle, and you actually take the other crew out. You had to hurry up and get out of there, mm. because other than that, you know, you in the wrong, you in the wrong territory or the wrong neighborhood, you know, especially in them outside, them outside park um, jams. Yeah. Now let let me ask yeah. you this. Let me let, let me ask you this. Um, did when when did was it any crew that y'all fought that it got so the battle got so wild that y'all ended up fighting? Um, a couple, a couple, um, incidents in the Bronx, you know, where we go, you know, we go up there or either they come down here because, um, we used to jam in, um, Wagner, Wagner Projects, um, in the park on 124th Street under the bridge. And they, you know, they would walk across the bridge because that's where the bridge was to go to the Bronx. And they would come across and, 
Next thing you know, you know, we we battling, and um, guys get upset because they don't came all that way just to get rocked, you know, because we were we weren't taking them prisoners. The floor floor masters, you know, I recruited them everybody myself, you know, and you couldn't get down unless you was nasty. And um, you would eat, man. It, both it, of y'all it got real nasty. intense. Excuse me. And I said you would eat. Both of y'all was really nasty too back in the days. Oh yeah, E-Man, the Imperial Floor Lord. Yeah, that that was that was that was my partner there. Now let's talk about the Plaza. What do you remember about Schaumburg Plaza being up on the Plaza? Being up on the Plaza, all of us actually hung out together. The M7 crew, the Floor Masters. You know, we we like I said, we all went to high school together. We we were in the same classes together. And um, being up there, you know, Spivey, he get on the turntables, you know, bring it, they bring the equipment out, and no, nobody really came up there to bother us too much. You know that that was that was more of our stomping ground. You know, yeah. floor masses, and then before you knew it, um, M7 got together and put a crew together with E-Man, Rayvon, Johnny Watts, Spivey, you know, um. And it was a you know, few other fellas, you know, that, that had got down with them. And they started doing their thing. And me, I, I took my crew, you know, you know, some of the guys that was left, and we did our thing. And, you know, we started MCing and, and get, you know, getting into the, the rap. Um, well, we weren't rappers back then. We were just MCs, the Masters of Ceremony, you know. But, um... Everybody branched off and went their separate ways, you know. But we had a lot of battles up on that Schomburg Plaza, though. The crews were coming from everywhere trying to trying to see if they could take our crown. Why Why you feel that, like, Harlem Cats never really got they, they, they just do um, for being a part of creating hip-hop? You know, we really, everything is the Bronx, and now you see Queens. Why you feel they left brothers like you, Rayvon, and all of y'all out when y'all was a big part of it? Because basically, you know, nobody really knows where it actually originated from because, you know, you had cats back in the 40s making little little jazz records that sound exactly like hip-hop. But far as in the, in the black communities with hip-hop, everybody was giving credit to the Bronx. Mm-hmm. You know, and in Harlem, I mean, we had um, DJ Ronnie Green, DJ Louie Lou. You know, Jekyll and Hyde, even though Jekyll lived in the Bronx, he would always come in Harlem to get his respect. And, yeah. um, I mean, Mr. Bond, I mean, Artie Art and the Foster Four. I mean, you had a lot of crews, you know, in, in Harlem, especially East Harlem, that were just as good. But because we didn't have the, the systems that the Bronx had, and, you know, and, and different elements that, that came with it, we didn't get a lot of the lot of the um respect for it, you know. When we were we were putting in just as much work as everybody else, you know. Although the Bronx was my stomping ground, my heart was always in Harlem, but that's where I was born and raised, you know. And I'm always rep Harlem, now, you know, no matter what it. I do in the Bronx, you know. But what we would just cut out of it. We would cut out of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you had my boy on on the Star Child. Yeah, you know, he he was one of the first little little young MCs we ever heard. 
you know, Owen Jefferson projects. No doubt. Him and Mr. Q and all of them, you know. Yeah. No yeah. Doubt. But Harlem deserve that respect. Right. Brooklyn and Queens, they got it later. They were more disco DJs and MCs. You know, you had the right. Infinity and the Disco Twins and stuff like that. Who nobody can touch their sound systems, but the Bronx yeah. and Manhattan had more of the MC skills and the DJ skills for hip hop than Brooklyn and Queens. No, not taking nothing away from them. You know. No doubt, everybody no brought something different to the table. Yeah, we want facts. That's 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 definitely, man. Well, this is a two-part yeah. series. You know what I'm saying? I had a little show today on iHeart that was really just a half hour, but I definitely wanted the iHeart people to hear this. This is a little preview. We're going to be doing a two or maybe even three-part series with my man Ski. We're going to have him back on tomorrow to keep telling us what's going on uh, uh, at five on a little half-hour show. But I want y'all to know this is a legend right here. Y'all make sure y'all tune in tomorrow again because we're going to keep we're going we're going to keep it up because I got more to talk to him about. I just wanted to get him on this show because this is a show that a lot of people a lot of old school cats like to listen to and um with that when I do a lot of the old school music on the half hour joint so I want you to be here ski because I wanted people to hear you know hear it from one of the legends that actually know the facts you know what I mean oh definitely that's true that's very so, true you know so we definitely want to get you back here tomorrow so we can finish part two and part three maybe the day after if that's cool with you man it's always cool with me especially when it comes to the hip-hop game because like you said a lot of us weren't celebrated because we didn't make records, or you know, we didn't get as popular in the in the studios as the as some of the the ones that did make it. But at now the same time, we open up we open up the doors. Now, before I let you go, I want you to tell us a little bit about the Club Harlem World, and then we'll get into real more about that tomorrow about that. But I want you just to tell us a little bit so we can leave some of the audience out there with that in their brain so tomorrow they can be wondering what how we're going to really break it down. Tell them a little bit about the Club Harlem World. Well, the Club Harlem World, you know, everybody know that it used to be, you know, a store called Woolworth, you know, and we was, we was in ninth grade, something like that, and... um. They they decided to turn it into a nightclub and they needed some dancers. You know, you know, the same way on the T V shows you had your little, you know, dance segments and stuff like that. So they hired the floor masters. The floor masters were their first original um dance crew for the club. Mm. You know, so we were getting there and my man Son of Sam, you know, he went to he went to Junior Richmond too. DJ Son of Sam and they hired him in there. So he put the word in for us, and um, we got in there, and we, we had a few little battles in there. It just was hard to dance on that dance floor because it was it was new to us. It was a fiberglass light-up floor, but it had bevel, like a slant on the edges of the, of the floor. So if you weren't careful, you know, you, you almost break an ankle, you know, sliding off of it, but you had, you had to have that skill to stay in the middle of it, uh-huh. you know, but... Then they started bringing in different different crews, different artists, you know, from from everywhere, mainly mainly Harlem and the Bronx, you know, Love Bug, DJ Starsky, and a whole lot of them guys. Yeah, and God bless the dead on my man, um, Love Bug Starsky, true legend. 
Yes, yes, yes. You no know? doubt. So, yeah. So, so tomorrow, man, when I when I bring you in, man, I want to talk about Starsky. I want to talk about Mr. Bond. I want to talk about Elmo and, and some more things, you know, and Marcus Garvey. Yeah, my Park, boy man. Elmo. No doubt. Yeah. So make sure the audience, I want you out there to tune in tomorrow. Once again, 4.30, we're going to have Ski Jump back here again, 4.30. We're going to kick it. We're going to kick it. This is a three-part series, y'all. And then if you missed the three-part series on iHeartRadio or TuneIn or Stitcher, don't worry because this will be with pictures and everything on the documentary called The Uncelebrated Pioneer. This is also part of the documentary. So we're just airing it live. Like we're giving y'all a little promo, letting y'all hear a little bit live. But you will see the visuals with the brother and everything. Thing when we put the documentary together. Ski, I thank you, man, and I definitely look forward to talking to you tomorrow and finishing this conversation up. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Um, Kev Stu. All right, Stu. So make, so make yeah, sure we you appreciate you. No doubt, no doubt. So make sure y'all tune in tomorrow, y'all, for all of y'all that's out there. We're going to continue this part two with the legendary hip-hop MC DJ B-Boy, the first man who spins on his head. And y'all see people spinning on their head like crazy. But this is the first man, my man Ski Jump. We ain't done yet. We're going to tell the real truth about how Harlem started and how Harlem represents he's um, in hip-hop. Right, Ski? <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's right. right. Salute to Harlem. All right, so y'all tune in tomorrow, y'all. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, BeefStu110, Twitter, Beef, capital letters, BeefStu11. We out. Make sure y'all tune in. We out. BeefStu Radio. This pot smells delicious, and it's the base for our ultimate beef stew.